0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Thursday episode of Max Sports. It is Conference Championship Week. I finally have my predictions. I'm going to break down Lions and 49ers. Then we're going to break down Chiefs and Ravens. On top of that, we have huge coaching moves. Jim Harbaugh is now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. What's next for Michigan? What's next for LA? On top of it, the Carolina Panthers. They must have dropped a bag to get themselves a new head coach based on how nobody wants to be there, but they found themselves a coach today, so we'll break down the details for that as well. Let's get our episode started. All right, before we talk about the coaches' off-seasons, I want to highlight the teams that are still in the playoffs. At the end of the day, the Super Bowl is the main goal for all of these teams coming into the year, so I'm going to highlight the thing that matters most to me, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Let's break down Lions 49ers. Now, as a fan, you'll probably have to take me with a little bit of grain of salt. I'm not a sports analyst. I'm a huge sports fan, and I am a fan of the Detroit Lions. If you've listened to this show, you obviously know that. I will try to be as unbiased as possible. Just letting you know, though, I'm probably going to be picking my team just because. It I I need to for my own sanity. So let's break down Lions 49ers. Coming into this game, both teams have an identical 12 and 5 record. Interesting thing about this, though, if the Lions were able to pull off that win against the Dallas Cowboys, that penalty that pulled them back when it really wasn't a penalty, whatever, moving on from that, the Lions actually would have hosted the entire playoffs. On top of it, they would have had a bye week and avoided Matthew Stafford in the first round. And San Francisco and Brock Purdy would be coming to the loudest stadium in football right now in Ford Field. Again, shows the importance of every game in the NFL. When it comes to San Francisco, they are a team that is a gauntlet, if we're being honest. They have an all-pro, I swear, at every single position of the field. Now, the thing when it comes to San Fran is they've had two kind of hiccupy moments this year. They started the season... Five and zero, then lost three straight when Purdy was dealing with a bit of injury. Uh, Christian McCaffrey missed some time, and Debo Samuel as well missed some time. Some of the biggest and most important weapons of the team. They lost to the Browns on the road, the Vikings on the road, and the Bengals. Then they get back to their winning form, tear off six more wins in a row, and then they lose to the Ravens at home. The team gets banged up again. Trent Williams misses some time. Brock Purdy throws four interceptions in that game and gets benched. They go back out, beat the commanders, and then they lose to the Rams with their backups in. Since then too, they've had one playoff game where they beat the Packers, the seven seed who upset the Cowboys. They went out, came from behind, scored 10 points in the fourth quarter to win 24, 21. Now, San Francisco is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. That is a fact. Why is that the fact? Well, I've already looked at the odds uh, based on if you know all based on whatever happens when it comes to who wins these conference championship games. Detroit will be an underdog in every remaining game, including this one, and whoever they would play in the Super Bowl. Kansas City would only be a favorite over Detroit. Baltimore would only be a favorite over Kansas City, but then they would be an underdog at San Francisco, and Frisco obviously is favored in both of their games. If they win this one and go to the Super Bowl, they will be favored to win. Now, coming into this game, both teams have a couple injuries. Um, Alex Anzalone, the star linebacker for the Detroit Lions, he is questionable as of right now. Khalif Raymond, their elite Pro Bowl punt returner, is also questionable with an injury. Josh Reynolds. Their third option at wide receiver is questionable. And Sam Laporta, the tight end, the rookie tight end, who's just having an absolute amazing season, is also questionable. As for the 49ers, they have a defensive tackle on IR, which isn't that big of a deal. But when it comes to Debo Samuel, their wide receiver, that is going to be the most important question coming into this game. I already did this. If you didn't listen to my episode yesterday, I did fun facts about these matchups coming into it. When San Francisco has Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel all start and finish a game, no injuries, they are 18-1 as a core. When any one of them is out, gets injured in the game, whatever the case is, if one of them is not available, they are 1-4. Take a look at some of their losses this year. Those were losses when McCaffrey was hurt or Debo was hurt. On top of it, Trent Williams, their left tackle, he is crucial to this game as well. I think when it comes to offensive lines, I think Detroit has more depth on the offensive line when it comes to overall talent. However, Trent Williams cannot be forgotten on the San Francisco 49ers line. After him, though, I think it's more of just a middle-of-the-pack unit. I don't think that this is an elite offensive line. I think they have an elite blindside blocker, and that is it. When it comes to matchups, what do I think is going to be the biggest thing that you're going to want to keep an eye on if you're playing this game? Well, if you're picking this game, who is going to win? The Lions run defense or the San Francisco 49ers run offense? Another fun stat from yesterday was that when Christian McCaffrey can run for over 70 yards, the 49ers almost automatically always win games. If they can run the ball and set Brock Purdy up with big explosive plays, they always win. When that doesn't work, they rarely win. Christian McCaffrey needs 70 yards in this game. The Lions have only given up 70 rushing yards to a running back twice in their last 20 games. Well, not even a running back, just a rusher. They gave up 70 to to a running back, and then they gave up 70 to Justin Fields. In, uh, in a game. So when it comes to this, this is a, the, the best thing that the Lions can do. Play the trenches. They can protect their quarterback and then they can stop the run. The secondary is a little more shaky for the Detroit Lions as opposed to the Niners. I don't think either units are elite in all honesty. We've seen times this year where both uh, secondaries get absolutely torched up by quarterbacks and receivers. Coming to this game though, C.J. Gardner Johnson, the big splash free agent for the Lions this year, is set to make his third start now since coming back from injury, and he has been on a tear. He had an interception against the Vikings. He had an interception against the Buccaneers. This is a guy that was brought in to be the veteran voice in the secondary. Cam Sutton, a guy who's battling with turf toe, has been able to be their starting corner. He's obviously been I don't want to say bad and I, I feel bad for some of the, the lion fans that are, that are saying that you know Cam Sutton sucks. He's playing with an injured toe that he's got to put pressure on to cut all sorts of directions. He's not 100%. Do I think he's a number one corner in this league? Probably not, but he's the best you got right now. So Cam Sutton is definitely going to be something you want to see where he's going to be on the field. Is he going to be more on Debo if he's healthy? Is he going to be more on, um, Brandon Ayuk, the number two option in San Fran. Um, Other things that I really want to look at when it comes to the matchup is what team will be able to control the clock more. The Lions have a really good run game mixed between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Completely different types of running back. Montgomery is more of that broody power running back that always falls forward. Gibbs can make anybody miss in open space if you give him the ball. He's more of a receiving Um, speed-dominant running back. Both of them have been able to make explosive plays this year, though. I think it'll be interesting to see what gets more, uh, the combo of the Detroit running backs or Christian McCaffrey alone. So that'll be something that's interesting as well. When it comes to the Lions, they have tons of weapons at all three levels. It's not just receivers. They have a really, really elite receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. He is going to be the guy Jared Goff is going to want to throw to when times get tough. He is going to need to make probably seven, eight catches this game if they are going to want to have a chance to win. Um, They also have Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, who is battling with an injury but has been good to go. Uh, He absolutely was torching up the middle of the Tampa Bay defense last weekend. And then you just have some extra pieces here or there that all have their own kind of special ability. You have Josh Reynolds, who's been a good red zone receiver. He's a more lengthy, skinny guy that's just shifty. You got Jamison Williams, an absolute speedster, probably will be the fastest guy on the field. I look. I feel like that the Lions will be looking for him at least one deep ball a game. Give him just one 50-50 ball that he can maybe take to the house. And then Khalif Raymond, if he is able to go, he's kind of that short slot, receiver with a ton of speed. He is also their punt returner as well. So there's a ton of, uh, of weapons at all different levels and all different types for the Lions offense to use. And speaking of the one that's going to be leading the charge, it's Jared Goff, a guy who has revived his career in Detroit, passing for 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. I also think he has changed the narrative around his playoff ability. If you remember, he led the Rams to a Super Bowl back in I think, 2018. And the big criticism for him was he threw multiple interceptions and he only had one passing touchdown through their entire playoff run from the first game all the way to the Super Bowl. He had a one passing touchdown. So far through this playoff run, he has six. So this is a huge huge difference between last time and this time when it comes to his postseason abilities. No turnovers. He's been very clean with the ball. He's been able to get the ball out to people and get scores. I think that is definitely crucial for a guy like this, giving him confidence, especially on the road. Him coming into this game, a lot of people say that you can pressure Goff and get to him and he'll make mistakes. That's every quarterback. Statistically, when pressured, especially how their offense is set up right now, Goff has been able to actually beat the Blitz pretty well this season. So there's the, uh, the Lions offense, and this is technically the second best offense in all of football, only behind San Fran's. Now, San Francisco hasn't looked as good as the Lions have this postseason, but they've only played one game. Brock Purdy struggled. He had a couple turnovers. He had a couple balls that looked like they could have been turnovers but were dropped. And honestly, when Christian McCaffrey was contained, it looked like the Green Bay Packers were maybe going to run away with the game. But at the end of the day, Purdy was able to clutch up when he needed to. McCaffrey got some big runs when he needed to. And overall, I think that the San Francisco team, when healthiest, is the best in the NFL. No doubt about that. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Purdy, McCaffrey, Debo. They have too many weapons. If Debo is not a full go or not at full strength, though, I think he is truly the key piece of this team you got to watch out for. If he is not healthy, it could be a long, ugly day for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, McCaffrey is an elite weapon as well, but to the level of what Debo could be, the Lions' strength is their defensive run or the run defense. And so for McCaffrey, that could get mismatched real quick, but Debo cooking up the Lions' secondary that has been prone to letting receivers cook them up. That is where they should need to attack. And if he's not available, that will be a tough one. Overall, I think the lions have been playing better playoff football recently, but this is their first road test. In the postseason, they've had a bad track record of it. They've lost 11 straight road playoff games. But again, last I checked, none of those players were on this year's team. So coming into this game, I think the Lions are playing better football. They're playing better offensively. They've hit 30 points in three of their last five games. Meanwhile, the 49ers have done it only twice, and they haven't done it in recent weeks. Oh, not even twice. My my, my bad. They have only hit over 30 one time. So maybe this magic number, if you're a Lions fan and you want them to win, you hit 30 points, there might be a chance that you win this game. As for San Francisco, the big thing you need to stop is the run game. If you make it where you force Jared Goff to drop back 40 times a game, it's going to be a long day. And as a Lions fan, I do not want to see that. Jared Goff does best when the run game sets him up for short yardage passes or play action to really blow up a defense. If he can't do that, It could be a scary long day for Detroit fans. I am going to pick my Lions. I think that the seven and a half point spread is a little extreme. I think both teams are very good. I think the Lions are playing better football right now. I'm going to pick the Lions because I'm a diehard fan. I feel like there's just this momentum that they have right now, a toughness that they have right now. And um, until it's over, I'm going to pick the Lions to win every game possible. You can call me stupid, but I've also picked them almost every game this year except for one, and uh, I was right 12 times, so plus the playoffs. So I'm very excited to see this game. I'm just hoping it's an absolute classic, and uh, I'm hoping my Lions come out on top. Moving on to our other championship game we have a battle between the Ravens and the Chiefs now the Chiefs come into this one with a lot of questions a lot of people have been saying man this just this just isn't as good of a Chiefs team as we've seen they drop all these passes Travis Kelsey's washed Patrick Mahomes is regressed They, they they aren't good on offense and to be fair that is pretty true Patrick Mahomes threw 14 interceptions this year Which is double the amount of his counterpart, Lamar Jackson, this year. Now, he does throw the ball more than Lamar, but I think that this is very, uh, this is going to be a very close call. Coming into this one, the Ravens are hosting their first AFC Championship game of all time. Lamar Jackson, who's most likely the MVP this year, he's not only leading their team in passing, but rushing. It's insane what he's capable of doing. The one thing that I see that's different between former Ravens teams and this one is the revived receiving core. Zay Flowers, as a rookie, has 858 yards and five touchdowns. This is a guy not necessarily built like Tyreek Hill, but he's very similar to it. He's kind of a smaller frame, Tyreek Hill. You get him in space, he makes you miss, and he just explodes with speed. This is a guy you're definitely going to need to watch out for. And then let's not forget Odell Beckham Jr. Is he the receiver he once was? No, but he is still a veteran presence and a veteran personality that the Ravens desperately need. As for Kansas City, the offense has been struggling, but it was able to do enough to beat Buffalo last week. I don't know if that was more of the product of the Chiefs finally mixing at the right time and playing well offensively, or if it was more the injury injured battled Bill's defense, finally folding. But I will say being able to put up that many points on the bills team was impressive in my eyes. I think coming into this game, the chiefs should be respected as of right now, they're four point underdogs. And usually when I see kind of betting line stuff, it's more a, a field goal. So if let's say Baltimore's minus three, uh, That usually means with about a home field advantage, it's a coin toss game. They're giving it to the team. That's the home that's the home team though. And so it is four plus four right now, honestly. I don't like the Chiefs. So I can criticize them and not overwhelm, like, you know, you see like Chris Collinsworth. I swear he has a shrine of Patrick Mahomes that helps him sleep every night. Like, I'm not that, but you do have to give credit where credit is due. This is a team that's been to five straight AFC championship games. This is a team that has has a chance to go to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. They'd only be the third team ever to do that. And again, what player is more playoff experienced than Patrick Mahomes right now? No one else. Think of some of your greats, some of your legends. They're gone now. They've retired. It's Mahomes now. He's the experienced vet. And so I have a hard time picking against the Chiefs. I don't want to get my hope up and pick the... My my dream Super Bowl would be Baltimore and, and the Lions. I think that would be a fun matchup. However, I'm going to pick Kansas City to win this game and beat the Ravens. So my Super Bowl ends up becoming the teams that started off this season, Kansas City in Detroit. I will probably be absolutely wrong and it'll probably be Ravens 49ers but at least I gave you an insight onto what is making me think this way going to take a quick break now that we have made our selections again Chiefs and Lions in the Super Bowl and we are going to look at some of the new coaching hires what's happening around the NFL Jim Harbaugh now on the Chargers we'll have to break that down and the Carolina Panthers have a new head coach as well we'll be right back